Welcome back, sisters. We are back with episode 34. And when I tell you, I am so excited. I am literally crying tears of joy. Carly and I have a very special guest on today. She is a longtime friend of mine. We have known each other since second year of university. So I'm going to say 2015. So we're going on six years of friendship. My lovely dear friend Alana is joining us. Alana, say hi to the audience. Hey, y'all. What is up? Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. <laughs> it's like my first podcast, so this is kind of cool. I'm really excited to be here with you guys and talk about all the things. So We, yeah. uh, we definitely hinted that you were coming on heavily, both on our social media, yeah, very heavily. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Match Their Energy on Instagram, everyone please. Um, so we said that a psychic was coming on, but you are multiple hats in the world of spirituality. What is your actual title that you would kind of call yourself? Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. The journey of like what to call me has been like such a thing because I really don't like boxes. I don't like being one thing. Uh, yeah. I feel like my soul is really like expansive and I really struggled with titles. Like I always just, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I wanted to be a title. So like a little backstory and I'm going to get into it a little bit more, but I was a high school teacher leading up into this point. I had a lot of different titles, you know, sister, <laughs> um, child of my parents, mm -hmm. student. Like I always loved continuing to study teacher. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like I was one thing. So when I was trying to figure out what to call myself, um, I went back to school. I studied intuitive focus therapy, meditation teacher training, um, and a few other courses, hypnotherapy as well. And yeah, I was like, what the heck do I call this? Like, what is this? <laughs> and uh, I kind of landed on the name Soulpreneur, which was like a month ago. And I've already like not resonated with that anymore, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, so I feel like my work is all in the soul world, the alternative health kind of world. Uh, but you could call me, uh, I guess the most important thing is that I'm an intuitive. So I'm psychic, uh, intuitive medium, a spiritual teacher. I'm also a digital nomad, a traveler, just all of the things. So I guess psychic is a good way to describe me for being here today because that's been the primary of my work. So yeah, that is an exceptionally long business card. I'm just going to say Yeah, that. <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, oh, what do I put here? I feel you. Okay, yeah. so we'll say intuitive, psychic. We'll go through that route. We'll do that. We'll do, Psychic yeah. is easy, intuitive, whatever. That works as well. Now, you wanted <laughs> to mention that, as I've mentioned, as I just said, me and you are friends. Me and you have yep. a connection. We know each other. Like, yeah. we have cried. Yeah. We have been in this. Like, we love each other. However, oh, you have never met Carly. You have never, no. like, you don't listen, to, you haven't listened to the podcast in a hot minute, but that's okay. But you, like, have never, ever okay. met Carly, never seen her, <laughs> anything like that. No, yeah, I don't know Carly. So nice to meet you. Um, oh, I'm but, so excited yeah. to meet you. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to add in that, like, I haven't listened to the podcast, and that's not, like, a personal thing. Of course, I'm, like, hella supportive. Um, Kaylin supported me a lot throughout my journey, but yeah, I've just been like, so in my own world. And that's actually kind of how I discovered I was psychic was just being alone for the past, like two months and traveling, um, and just disconnecting from the world entirely. So 
that's something important to note here that I did meditate before this session and pulled out some information that I will go through, um, but I don't really have like a strong knowingness of the show prior. So, yeah. So to our listeners who are skeptics, just want to clarify, Alana literally has no idea who Carly is. She doesn't listen to the pod. She's never met Carly. You can be a spec, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You can be like suspicious of mine and her relationship, but like Carly's an anomaly. Like she is not, she's falling <laughs> off the deep end. So Total newbie. Yeah. <laughs> total newbie. So yeah. kind of bring us through our journey. Like how did you like start this? Like, where did you thought about this? Like, did it just, did you just discover it out of the, like out of the sky? Like kind of give us a little bit of a rundown of your background. Yeah, it's crazy you asked that. I just made a YouTube video actually that I should be posting today. And it was like so long, like it was 40 minutes long of me talking wow. about my journey. Like, yeah, my journey up until this point and how I got here. And even watching it back and editing, I was like, oh, but I didn't say that. And like that time that I had that thing happen and da da da. Anyway, so it's a really long story and definitely maybe I'll like get you guys to link my YouTube channel after, but yeah, huge journey, really crazy. And it just kind of all makes sense looking back, I guess you could say. Uh, if I could explain it like a Sparks Note version, when I was a kid, I was really intuitive um, and I was a loner and I was really shy and I was labeled as all these things. I also, my parents thought I was deaf because I was like always in an imaginary world more than mm. the average kid. Um, and my parents used to be like, oh, Alana, like, what's up, Alana, hello. And I would just be like gone. And of course they were concerned to us like a certain level because like, you're like, oh, I'm my kid. Um, but a hearing test came back normal. Like everything was totally fine. Uh, I grew up hating school, which is really funny because I became a teacher. And I was very wise as a kid. I would say things that were beyond my years. And I always used to be like, oh, there's an orb, there's this. And I would like just say weird things to my parents. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Uh, and yeah, like there's so many little things leading up to this point, but then I feel like I was very in tune to my intuition as a kid. And then my teen years, my university years, my adult years totally shut off, dealt with a lot of like mental health things and just numbing ultimately, mm. just like not, not letting myself feel, which was shutting off my intuition. And then in my adult years, just like knowing that I needed to make a change, started meditating and then everything changed from there when I started meditating that I started getting like clear thoughts, clear visions, clear things, went to go travel, followed the pool, didn't even know why, like didn't know what was gonna happen, did my certification courses, came to travel alone and was like for the first time alone in my life to just feel out the energies. And one day I just kind of tried meditating on someone else, which was Kayla my first client and things were just coming through that I knew were not my own thoughts. And I just started writing them down and I was like, uh, okay, like this is, this is random. And they were at times kind of random, but they all made sense to Kaylin and, uh, that's kind of how I discovered. So, yeah. First off, I never knew I was your first client. So that makes me feel very special that I was able to like, like yeah, I guess there was like other clients before that were more like on the tarot side, but I had mm. never tried to tap into someone's energy, like more specifically. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, That's so interesting. So you've literally since you were a young girl have had this connection to spirit to have had this connection to the other side, have been able to see things feel very intuitive. 
Now, do you think that like growing up, did you find that like being intuitive helped you make more decisions? Like obviously you're way more accepting now, but when you were younger, did you kind of like shut that down or were you like, maybe I should listen to my gut more? Maybe what kind of, kind of feelings did you have? So I would say like I was very in it before going to school and when I was allowed to be alone and be in my feminine energy. Now I talk a lot about feminine energy and masculine energy and it's like energies that we can attune into or that we just naturally are attuned into as a society. And so when I was a kid, I was very in the feminine energy. It has nothing to do with like gender or like femininity or masculinity. Um, it's actually studied in psychology as well. But anyway, so the feminine energy is very like allowing, creative, free flowing, not trying to control anything and just like being in the moment. For the masculine side, it's very like control, uh, organization, motivation, like very just analytical, I guess you could say. So growing up when I was allowed to be in that energy socially, when you know I was just like, I was at home with my grandma by myself and she was doing her own thing and I was off on my own, I was very intuitive. Throughout my youth, I lost that because you know we go to school mm. and we're told like, let's do math and let's like, see how fast we can get an answer and like let's all form a line and be very in this masculine energy so that's when I think I lost it was going to school and feeling this like pressure to like just fit into society as a whole uh so when I was a kid like I wasn't necessarily really concerned with my own decisions and my own things that were coming through but I do remember, and I talked about this in the YouTube video, being scared when people would come near me because I was picking up all of their stuff. And I remember like thinking through things or like, I guess like downloads, you could say, just like things coming to me, ideas, thoughts, visions, whatever it was. Uh, but it was never really concerning me. And that's also in my practice right now as a psychic. Like, yeah, I can tap into my own energy, but it's a very different feeling than when I tap into somebody else's. A very different experience. So... I hope that makes sense. Carly, you have a psych degree. We've never talked about that on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. How I do I was just going to say I focus much more on like relationships and stuff. Like I went very like social psychology. Oh, okay. But that was interesting because I have like read a little bit about the masculine energy, female, feminine energy. And um, yeah, I like that description. That was that was good and that was interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how like people are becoming more receptive to this kind of stuff. Um, like we have like Carl Jung, who was a psychologist who really like studied ego and uh, ego and shadow self and like all of these really like cool concepts. And that's a lot of my work is based on Jungian psychology, um, even in the intuitive guidance mm. readings and, and hypnotherapy and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's just a really interesting world. And I think that like my course instructor for these courses I just took was a retired doctor and a therapist. And so, so to even like go into this spiritual world with those titles, it seems crazy. But the world, like I think we're just opening up to it more and more. And that's kind of my mission. My mission is to teach people that they can be intuitive and that everybody kind of has this ability if they're open and receptive to it I was always told mm. like I personally think that I'm a very intuitive person so it's really interesting when it's like you've seen what you can do when you like meditate and you practice and you put your mind to it but you also allow yourself to open up and heal and how important healing is do you want to talk mm. about a little bit like obviously I don't want to whatever you're comfortable with but 
How did yeah, the healing process no. go for you? Yeah, it was intense. Um, I think it's really interesting because the feminine energy is all about allowing and allowing things to come up. And I think in our day to day lives, like we're so busy with just doing the next thing that we have on our list that often so many of us just are shutting down our internal system of intuition. That's there always. It's there. We're just ignoring it. And so to slow down, to meditate, and I know like people, meditation sucks. I'm just going to say it straight up. Like, people <laughs> don't want to do it. It does it suck. Suck. Like, It took me a long so time hard. to like build it into my, into my like schedule and into my routine. But like meditation is how you access intuition. It's like slowing down everything around you and like listening to that inner voice that we all have that's trying to communicate things to us about you know, what we should do next or what's good for us or, you know, so my healing largely, like at first I went and saw a counselor when I was trying to go through a lot of these things that were happening in my life. And it just like, nothing was really coming from it. So it was so mind focused. And I was like, well, how do you feel? And I was like, well, I know how I feel. And it just like, wasn't moving me forward. Um, so when I found these courses, the whole progress was like, heal the healer first, and then you can go and help others and not to say that like I'm fully healed or healing even has an end result necessarily but uh, when I finally sat down and like just allowed things to come up from my past um, even hypnotherapy like things would come up and I knew I needed to then release them and the more I released things whether it was just things that have happened to me in the past you know issues with my family like anything really that my brain can like uh, consider trauma um, the more I sat down and meditated and felt it in my body and then allowed it to release, the more my intuition became stronger. So there's some sort of system in which releasing, allowing, and welcoming in expansion helps with intuition. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I think that makes that a lot of sense. sense. Yeah, meditation. I've tried, I've tried a little bit, but that is, yeah, how you said it. It takes a lot of effort. To sit there and and allow it yeah. because it's just like your mind is racing and I've tried to get better with it. I had one really cool experience when I did like a meditation um, a few years ago, but it was it was a really cool experience. I guess I'll go into it just like a little bit because maybe you can help explain this a little. Um, it was the first time I'd ever done mm -hmm. a guided meditation, and so we started with a grounding exercise, and there was like a group, and it was about like so. Uh, imagine like roots going out from your feet and like it's going further further into the ground and like do that visualization and I found that quite easy and then we went around afterwards because the teacher was like let's talk about everybody's experience and then some people were like I really struggled and I didn't get that because I was like it's your imagination how how can you struggle with just like imagining roots um, but I guess I just found that section of the meditation easier because then next we went on to like a specific one I think it was about like self-love or something which looking back makes a lot of sense that I struggled with that one uh and it was we a meditation where you had to imagine you were like going into like this pink lake and you start with like going in with your feet and you feel like the warm water like rush through and then eventually like you put your head under and you're supposed to feel really calm and then I remember imagining I put my head under and it was like just like black rushing water from like head to toe. And it was really, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. 
let's start again. So then I like took it back myself. I was like, okay, no, <laughs> get out of this water. And then I like started again. And I remember, and then the same thing happened. And it was just really interesting. It was the first time that I was like, whoa, like this is my mind. This is my imagination. I feel like I should be in total control of this. And this is like one little experience that I'm not. Uh, so that was cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Was also like, no. Yeah, meditation is wild and it's cool and it's amazing and it becomes addictive once you tap in and once you allow yourself to show up to your cushion or whatever and you make it a comfortable environment. A lot of people, um, like your experience is really cool and it's like totally normal, quote unquote. You, This is what two things that came up, or actually three things that came up when I was just listening to you talk about that. Um, the first thing is that a lot of people don't like meditation because we like to feel in control because we live in this world that we feel like we have some sort of control over it to some extent. So meditation seems scary because you don't know what's going to come up and it's like, you don't know, it's going to force you to feel and heal and to face things. Right. So that's probably the biggest reason why people avoid meditation. Also, a lot of people think they're just not good at it or, they're trying to control the situation. So when they're meditating, they're like, well, why don't I see anything? And I hear my friend or like Alana, she can see all these crazy things. Why am I not seeing anything? And the more you try to control, which is the masculine energy, the more you're actually shutting down your intuition. So it's so wild. Like just, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, just showing up and just allowing things to come up, even if it's for like a minute a day can change your life. And the more you build onto it, it's like a muscle, right? It's like the more we go to the gym, we work on our biceps the more intuition gets, you know, aligned in this and that. Uh, and also, yeah, like control over what you think you're supposed to see and rather what actually comes up is very interesting because, you know, I'll do different chakra meditations and technically you're supposed to be seeing a specific color. So for example, if you do like uh, your heart chakra, which is green, if you meditate on it, meditate on it, you're supposed to see green, but sometimes I'll see yellow like really strongly and that's like, okay, First, you need to go to your solar plexus before going to your heart. So it's like just releasing what's going to happen and also just allowing. And one other thing I'll say to, towards this time of meditation all day is uh, our inner child in us, what we've been raised to think outwardly to the world is like, I'm either good or bad at something. So people automatically just assume, oh, I'm really bad at meditating because I think. But the goal of meditation, and this is not towards you, like I thought this way forever, and actually this is what prevented me from meditating. Um, but the goal of meditation is not to remove thoughts whatsoever. It's just to notice them as they come up and to be curious with yourself and to be gentle with yourself and to just be like, oh, what is that? Cool, I'm gonna write that down. All right, like what's that? Oh, cool, right on. And to not try to control the outcome and not be hard on yourself. If you genuinely are like, I can only do a minute and that's that, like, all right, cool. Like, th thank you to myself, like building a relationship with yourself, being like, thank you to myself for showing up for myself today. That was like really awesome. Like I talk to myself all the time and it's changed everything about how I show up. So yeah, cool. Uh, I think that was a really good explanation of just the benefits of um, meditation. And Carly, yeah. you're, your situation or like your first time meditating like that sounded like a very emotional experience like to feel like just that cool like to feel the water like i've done meditation i've seen things like i've gone to singing uh bowl he what's the word I'm, like sound healing sessions like i've actually gone and i've had like a yoga instructor do them and i've gone to other meditations where it's like 
it's all candles, literal like drums and stuff. And it is like, you get so deep into it, but then you also can fall asleep. So that's also another yeah. thing too, that kind of can happen from meditation. You're trying to heal yourself and then you pass out. Like, where does that come <laughs> from? But meditation is so interesting because like, even like personally, like I'm trying to do this 28 day meditation thing and I'm still on day six because I haven't continued yet, but it's, it is very hard to allow yourself to relax and to allow yourself not to think. And like, I will be doing it and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. And it's like, no, Kaylin, stop thinking about what you're going to have for dinner and just allow yourself to focus on the words that are being said to you and what you're supposed to be feeling and focusing on how certain things feel. And then you can literally feel like me personally, I don't know if this is for everyone, but you can literally feel energy like leaving your hands. Or you can feel it like leaving certain areas or it's focusing in one area. It's very cool. Yeah. My biggest advice is that I'm sorry if I chime in with all the advice tips. Uh, I just remember being a first time meditator and just how much like what I've learned throughout the process. The biggest thing I think I could offer is to be the observer. Like, mm. like do, don't try to control literally anything. If you start like there's so many different parts of us that's within us. So like, you have your, your thinking mind is part of you. So whenever I go to meditate, I'm like, okay, this is my thinking mind. I actually visualize it. And I'm like, it's just going to go over here. I'm not getting rid of it. It's not like it's allowed to come up, but it's just right here. And so when things start to come up and you're like, oh, what should I have for dinner? You just notice it. So there's your thought coming out and you're like, oh, I'm noticing. Like, So it's another thought where you're like, oh, I'm noticing what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. All right. Like, can we just like, maybe we'll come back to that later. And then just send the thought back. And then just keep going and don't judge yourself because it's like we feel like there's this big thing that comes up where like I'm not good at this because I'm thinking but every single person thinks during meditation like everybody so I hope like I hope that's helpful but yeah no that's a really good tip for a lot of people who are very visual learners too like they can really they can kind of pick out their brain in different ways I I try and I'm trying to do the method where it's like I'm recognizing this thought but I don't need it right now so that's what I've been trying to do meditation. Yeah. Like I'm acknowledging yeah. that I'm thinking this, but I'm like, this is not what I need to be thinking about right now. And then you kind of push it to the side, but I don't know. Meditation is so cool. You get to learn a lot about yourself. So like when you meditate, when you meditate for a client or when you meditate for yourself and you're talking to your spirit guides, do you like hear them talking to you or is it like an image that pops up or is it like a quote from a movie? Like how does that kind of work? Yeah, so I knew I had a feeling you were going to ask that. Um, so this is where I feel like a lot of people get fearful of me, <laughs> what I do, because I think that they think that I'm like seeing shit all over, like just walking on the streets, like, you know, seeing all these ghosts and shit, or like that I'm like hearing crazy voices when that's like not at all the case. I talked about that in my video as well. So when I am calling on a client to give me, to provide information, not give me information, whatever they need to send to me, I sit down and intentionally, I light a candle. I actually lit candles for you guys earlier and it's really funny because, Carly, this is your candle <laughs> and this is me and Kaylin. So this is because they, like they're equally apart from each other, but this is, and they were all full when I got them. But I think it, this is because your guides were like, who are you? Like, why are you trying to like, Wow. But I'm already established with Kaylin's guides and, everything there yeah. so that's why I feel like for the people who can't see like um Alana's oh, yeah, and is like completely <laughs> melted and mine is like right <laughs> almost full yours yeah. looks like you're that's ready so to start a dinner party 
Like, you're just, like, <laughs> ready to, like, light a table up. Like, we're going to have a dinner. Like, we're starting dinner oh, tonight. so funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this also could mean, this could signify a bunch of different things. It could just be, like, willingness to share information. This could be, like, um, more information to be uncovered. Like, it can represent a bunch of different things. But I've noticed more and more, like, I look at the candles after, and they do crazy things based on whoever I'm talking to. Like, I talked to a girl the other day, and her guides were very hesitant at first. And then after they started giving me information, it melted, like, downwards into my candle with, like, these ripples. I've never seen that before. And I was like, okay. So, anyways. Oh, yeah. So, in regards to – sorry. My ADHD brain goes all over the place sometimes. But I will intentionally, like – pull information I'll light a candle I'll even like sometimes like I'll speak to water and I'll be like okay I'm manifesting any information like uh is wanting to help my client move forward in their life come through I'll drink the water and then I'll just start meditating first I meditate for myself and then I'll go into the client specifically and everybody's different um with how much information they're willing to share what's important to them at that time some things are super random that comes forward and it's how I receive the information is two different ways. The first way is just like my own thoughts. So like if I, it's not my thoughts, but it's like, you know, when you're just chilling and all of a sudden you're thinking like, I should have a hot dog later or something just like comes to you. It's like that, but I know it's not my working brain to come with, like come together with these thoughts is not going. So I'm just at a blank slate, if that makes sense. And then some random thing will come in and then I just stop for a second and I write it down or I just keep going and I'm like, can you elaborate on that? Or like, can you, what does that mean? Like what's what? And then something more will come and then I'll write that down as well. Um, And then the other part of it is sometimes I'll see, I don't know how to explain it though, because like I'll see certain things or I'll see what people look like, whether it's like past on loved ones that are in your spirit guides or protecting you or your your spirit guides usually are not actually people. They're like orbs. Some people have people resemblance, but usually they're just orbs. So I'll see that, I guess. And then I'll see specific situations, but it's more so coming up in words, if that makes hmm. sense. More so, more so thoughts and words. So, yeah. That's so interesting. I know some people always think that people who are mediums or psychics, that they're literally just walking around and they're like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you did last no. night. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's a good yeah. way to debunk that. Yeah, I used to think that too. Like, I would go see psychics in the past, and I used to think, like, oh, like they know like everything. And the reality mm-hmm. is, is like, first of all, it has to be intentional with me. Like, I have to sit down. And also, I'm ethical. So it's like, I'm only pulling on it if the person is willing to have some sort of information be pulled like I'm not just like pulling on random people um also like I recently had to set a boundary around me like my instructor had to help me because I was just going out and feeling overwhelmed all the time mm-hmm. um, not that I was actually getting like very like I would get specific information sometimes I like look at a person they would like sit, like something I would just get a thought Um, But I just felt overwhelmed. And so she, like, helped me, like, set a boundary around me. And everything's been fine since then. Um, But, yeah. So it has to be intentional. And it has to, like, okay. So if somebody books with me, I think this is important. Uh, If they want something specific to be looked into, whether it's, like, career, love, whatever, money, um, 
like I set that intention before I meditate. Um, but I had a client the other day who didn't send me an intake form and she's just like, let's just see what happens. And so things just came up ran like randomly. Um, I could see different situations with like her and her daughter and I could like see all these different things. Anyway. So it's up to you whether you want things to be intentionally pulled out or if you just want it to be like open, I guess you could say, but there's always time at the end of the session to ask specific questions. And that's when I pull on my tarot sometimes. So, yeah. I was gonna ask, um, cause do you get some people who are skeptics come to you? And I feel like I did a tarot reading a little while ago um, with this woman who's like really well known, like where I'm from, like for doing uh, uh, psychic readings. And there is this like, this kind of barrier where I'm like, I don't want to tell you things because I feel like you'll just tell me what I want to hear if you're, if you're not real kind of thing. Like if you're not actually like, if this is just all fake, whereas yeah. like with tarot, I feel like a big sure. part of it is interpretation or like understanding. So it's probably more helpful. And halfway through the session, I was like, no, I'm like going to give some stuff. Cause that might help with later readings. But yeah. Do you run into that? Yeah. So that's a really good point because I've been on your end, right? Like before I really awakened to my psychic abilities, like I was really into psychics and I really had this wanting to know. So, okay. So I find if there's something like really specific that you want to know about, sometimes it might just come up without you, you know, telling me anything. But when I'm reaching out to the spirit guides, it's like, okay, please tell me the information that's for the best good of this person overall. So, you know, like the girl that didn't give me any information, like there was information about her job, what she should do next. Like there was information about, you know, like very specific things about what she should do next in her life, but she told me nothing. So I do find though, like if there's something specific you want clarity on there, it like it's helpful to at least advise me of the overall situation. Like, if you're going through a breakup, but you're like not sure if you should be with that person, it is helpful for me to at least know that because like odds are like, I probably don't know it unless the spirit guides specifically tell us me, but they might not provide all of that information if that makes sense. Uh, but I can understand from the opposite side, like of like not wanting to share everything because then it's like, are they just, yeah, like telling you what you want to hear, what you want to know. Uh, so that's up to the client with how much information they want to tell me. And also on the other end, up to the spirit guides, how much they want to share. Like I'm not just this insert of knowledge that I can uncover everything, if that makes sense. Uh, it's just what they need to hear. So I hope that like, did that make sense? Did you want clarity on that as well? Yes. No, no, that, that made a lot of sense. I think as well, I have a question on like, if you could, give kind of an explanation on like spirit guides and who they are to each person. Cause I don't know a lot about this. For sure. Um, yeah. For sure. So what I like for me, spirit guides are kind of confusing because I'm still trying to like outwork that or not outwork them, understand them fully. But spirit guides are just these entities that have been with us our whole lives. And I think that some of our spirit guides can be, uh, like passed on loved ones. Uh, specifically one of my spirit guides is my nanny who passed away when I was like four and I could always feel her near me. Like she's been around since I was like a kid because she passed away when I was quite young. Uh, 
the other hand, it could be like lineage, like people that have passed on, like that you never met, you never knew, but their soul is here to like protect you. Uh, it's kind of confusing this like realm of that's like not in the here and now where we are right now and who's here to protect us. But some people never really know like who that specific spirit guide is, or I can't even identify it. It's just an orb. <laughs> it's funny as that sounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also it, another thing is I think a spirit guide is just the universe itself, like this all encompassing being of love and expansiveness that people like to label, but you, you know, it's up to you if you want to call it the universe God or yeah, just everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess also going off of that, like, with having um, like spirit guides and then they like, I guess, tell you like what my next step should be. Da, 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 da. Does that like kind mm -hmm. of lead into like fate and like everybody has like a clear path for them or will their advice like change depending on like your own free will and the choices you make? Like there's still total free will there or fate, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good question. That's a really good question because we don't want to think like our lives are just like this predetermined thing and like that's that. And I I don't believe that. I don't think that everything is just predetermined. I, I really don't think that. I do think that there are significant events within our lives that can show up in different ways that are there to push us forward and are often negative in, in order for us to see the light and to like have you ever had something really shit happen in your life and you're like oh that needed to happen that way like it just needed to so i do think to a certain level these big themes will show up in our lives but we have free will as to when and how they're going to show up and not to be fearful of negative things coming up but that there's certain paths that are just going to keep how do i explain this so certain elements of our life are just always going to be a certain way, but we have free will as to how we access that point, if that makes sense. And I also believe, this is my beliefs, and I, I can't say whether or not it's 100% real, this is just what I feel from a personal level, that, uh, what's it called? Yeah, we have free will to the different choices, but I do think that there's different realities of ourselves that exist based on our choices if that makes sense. And that we can choose different routes and certain things can go different ways, but these different realities of our, like copies of ourselves exist in different realities. And that sounds so whack to say out loud, but to me, it just makes sense because like even in hypnotherapy, when I've gone into it, I've seen version, like I've seen myself as I'm older with my future partner and kids. And I've seen it, like, what is that? And I've also seen my past self very clearly. So this is where I get very into like philosophy and time. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why are all these things coming up and how are they existing in the now? And how do we perceive right now? And it's just like this big, like, but I don't think it's for us to understand if that makes sense. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. it's there and it's something for us to look into, but to the biggest thing to take away is actually to be in the now. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, yeah, no, that is, makes a lot of sense. That's like oh, a really really good comment. Really cool description. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna get water because I'm like thirsty, gal. <laughs> yeah. 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 
mind-blowing time and philosophy and all of these things. We could talk about I all think, this, but I do you remember this very famous poem about there being a fork in the road and it's one is the one less traveled by and the other is gone by everybody else. I feel like your analogy would really um, kind of backs that very classic poem up. I just remember it being in the sweet life of Zach and Cody and they're talking about the fork in the road. But I just remember mm. that like you're saying that like we can take one path or we could take another, but each path is going to get us to some way. It's either we take the easier mm -hmm. path, the easier route, we're going to end up one way, or we can take the path that's harder to go through, but there's going to be more benefit to it. No matter what, we're going to yeah. be happy. Yeah, I feel like you still get pulled in the direction you're always supposed to be pulled in no matter what. And there's like these cycles that, this yeah. is why I get, uh, I think this is one of the questions, or this is one of my notes, that people come through and they want to know timelines. Like, when am I going to lose this amount of weight? Or like, when am I going to find my person? And I, I don't believe in timelines. Like I really believe in cycles. And I think that there's certain things that we just have to learn and we just have to go through in order to complete a cycle and move on to the next cycle. And the other, another thing that just came up that I was thinking about is often in hypnotherapy, you know, hypnotherapy is wild and it's so cool and it's not to be feared of, but it's your access to your subconscious and your intuition ultimately in your soul. And I've seen, like, I've seen some crazy cool stuff during it. But often you'll put people in hypnosis and all of a sudden they'll be in a specific time area, uh, era or they'll be somebody totally else. Or they'll like, like be like, why, like, why am I a different person? This is where time becomes very interesting. Where are they regressing to? Is this them mm. in a past life? Like, what? I, I don't know. I just find that whole thing wild and needs to be more discovered. Because I've done path life uh, hypnosis before too, and was pulled back to different time eras and different. I was a different person. I was a man. I was like an older man. And anyways, it's it's just so interesting. And not to be fear, because I think a lot of people like look at this and it's automatically overwhelming, and then they get scared and they just, just like pack it away. Like I don't want to deal with that. Because <laughs> that's how I felt at times. Like, <laughs> but uh, it's just interesting. This is very interesting. So. Yeah. That is and I know so we're getting like cool. <laughs> I know we're getting like kinda off of like yeah. what the whole podcast is supposed to be about because I have like all these notes and like all the Wait. things. Um before you go into anything to do with our spirit guides, we have questions that our audience asked. We have thirteen. Yeah. Do you want to do that first and then Yeah, I don't want I don't want to go into the reading yet because also Carly, okay. don't talk about your tarot card reading because I want to see if anything <laughs> comes up that was relevant to that. Because <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Carly didn't have that. Much I have like extensive notes from my tarot uh, reading. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, well, my okay, candle was. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. Carly, I sent you the questions that our audience sent us as well. Did I? I don't think you did. I, I think you, you just text. showed me. Or maybe you did. Oh, you did. Hold on. So we have yeah. 13. Okay. So I'll start her off. And then, Alana, you take as long as you want to answer. If you have a quick yeah, answer, cool. go for it. Like, there's no time constraint whatsoever. So uh, cool. we asked we asked our audience on Master Energy on our Instagram and on our personal Instagrams to send in questions for a psychic. Now, these questions for the psychic were not about like when will I find love. You can pay for your own reading to do that. We're not trying to we're not trying <laughs> to do that for you. 
we want you to ask them about Alana's practices and what she goes through and what it's like to be a psychic and like how this is like one of the coolest jobs ever and that you're so cool. So the first question was, when was your first reading? So like I kind of said before, I was doing tarot readings before for people and I didn't even like think to go deeper or meditate on the client. So the first client I like actually, like I was working with another company kind of like privately just doing tarot. Uh, not really doing that anymore. But anyways, so first client I intentionally meditated on and intentionally got downloads and like specific information on was Kaylin. And um, yeah. So obviously I knew her before uh, and I knew like her life, but we hadn't really been talking for the last few months. I was traveling, you know, Kaylin mm -hmm. was off, like doing her own thing. And that's just how we're like one of those friends that like, you know, you can like not talk to you for four months and then you talk to her and you're just like immediately back to Bessie's. So love that. Love you, Kaylin. Um, anyway, so when I meditated, meditated on her, I had like all these like specific things come through um, and specific things. Like, I don't, I don't want to obviously go into your reading, like, in depth or anything like that. But just, like, things about her car, like, the left tire should be checked. And, like, um, just your tires in general should be checked, which she did then get checked. And they were all messed up and, like, ready to fly off. So that was kind of crazy. Um, and then just, like, specific things about where she should look for uh, a job or, like, what kind of, like, fields she can kind of be looking into in the future. Which, like, I didn't even know. Like, I just thought you know, all was well with her job. Like I didn't think anything of that. And uh, yeah, even like I could see on a map some different spots she could move to in the future, which like, that's another thing that seems to come up a lot is like seeing a map or seeing specific places that are significant to people. Um, and also chakras come up a lot, like chakras that could be healed because I know which chakras of mine are out of whack sometimes. So usually it's pretty consistent. So when I meditate and I all of a sudden see a color, I'm like, yeah, that's a chakra that needs to be worked on. Um, whether it's over, like being overdone or underdone, that gets out of balance. So yeah, I hope that answered well. That's a, uh, no, you, good job. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was definitely <laughs> good cool. job. Yeah, Carly, go for it. What's number two? Number two, uh, we kind of have touched on this already, but when did you realize you were a psychic? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so I went into that. I'm like, if you want to know like my full ass journey, which has been like a long journey of awakening to this, uh, you can go to my YouTube video. I'll get them to maybe like share it or link it or something like that. Um, in the YouTube video, oh, you'll find like uh, some other things. Yeah, sweet. So in the YouTube video, there's like, you know, things that come up in regards to my childhood, my teen years. Uh, me, like little signs that I was psychic, like, you know, I would play dominoes with my family and I would like want, they needed to find like a specific one, like the one that has no dots on it. And I would just be able to like pull it out and they would be like shocked. And it was just like a funny thing at the time, but it would happen like quite often. And uh, so yeah, YouTube video. Cool. <laughs> um, I definitely think we've probably talked about this too. Were you always in touch with your abilities? But I think you covered it that you've said that you were since you were a child. So we don't have to do that one. Carly, do you want to do number four? Yeah, have yeah, you ever had a psychic time. type block? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, sorry if my internet's like not the greatest, but uh, all of yeah, our internet's so not freaking working I, right now. Love it. Um, I truly believe that the 
information that is shared with me is of the client's best, uh, you know, their best, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Best interest at that time. So, you know, you might get clients that come through that want to know something very specific and there's a reason that it is blocked for me. And there's just like, there's nothing I can do from my end in order to have that information be unblocked because there's a reason that it is blocked. Even in regards to my own, like a lot of, I think that's another question where people are like, do you know your whole life? No, <laughs> not at all. I'm still human. I still have cycles. I still have lessons. I still have, you know, things to go through on my end. So there are things that I do know intuitively about what I want to do and I can feel out certain situations, but it's a very different experience when I tap into my own energy. And, you know, if I want to know something like, It'll, there's certain things that'll be there, but it's very different from when I go into a client because they're just like, boom, boom, boom. Like there's a reason that certain things need to be blocked for me. And that was one of my biggest challenges because like even certain things came up recently in my relationships um, that I really wanted to know something and they were like not letting me know. They're like, you need to go through a lesson. Like you, you're not, you're mm. still a human. And it was like an ego check. They were like, no, you're still a human. You still need to, you know, learn through your experiences and we're not just going to give you everything. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Um, I, an advice for that as well is if like, if you want to know a specific thing, like just, uh, yeah, tell me before, like if you really need to know something specific um, that I can like tap into and set the intention. Uh, but if it doesn't come through, like if you come back in a few months, like, all right, I can even, they might even say to me like, you know, come back in a few months and that information will be there. And I have a really short story with that. My mom, uh, I haven't had this experience happen, but my mom knew a psychic growing up that used to say that I was psychic, by the way, uh, when I was a kid. Um, and she would come to our house and do like psychic parties and stuff. And one of my mom's coworkers uh, came to the party and like everybody would go upstairs and have like a little, you know, reading with her. And my mom's friend came into the room and the second she came in, Miria is her name was like, yeah, uh, you're going to have to come back in four months. And I like, didn't tell her anything. And like, of course that was scary for her. And she was like, well, what the fuck? Like why four mm -hmm. months? She told her a specific day too. And I haven't had this happen. And this is not to be like, this is another thing I should mention. Like, don't be fearful about coming. Like this is a very specific thing that happened. So she ended up leaving and just being like, Oh, I guess I'll come back in like four months or whatever. Uh, Two months later, they found out her, she was a, she was like 30, 35. She found out her husband had cancer, terminal cancer. He like died the next month and that she had to, she can't like, I think the date was like a month after his death and she could like come back. And I think she picked that up, but she just knew like she couldn't even, like there was no Whoa. even going there or she might have not even known what was going to happen, but the spirit guides could have been like, tell her to come back in this amount of days. So she might've not even picked up why, but there's protection there as to like what we're going to say or what is even of access to us for the clients. That's good. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my God. That's insane. That's really yeah, interesting. Like, not to be fearful, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think people should be fearful of like coming to a session and like hearing intense things or like to like that any, like everything that comes through in my messages are filled with light and love and like not to be, to be fearful of anything. So yeah that is so cool more water there's a girl mm -hmm. that's I interesting like i feel like that's a common thing is like
do you get like um, a reading that like you find out when this person's going to die or something? So that's like a good clarification for that. Like you're not going to yeah. see something that you're not supposed to see no. that you're not supposed to see. I, yeah, like I saw, everything's protected. I saw oh, a psychic ahead, once and she told me she's like, I'm not going to tell you when you're going to die because I think she could tell you. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you when you're going to die and I'm not going to tell you lottery. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I do think that there's I like got- this system that's like there that's like, yeah, that people that do this work, like certain things are just like, like the, the question I ask myself in everything I do is what would love do? And like a lot of people think about it in the religion, religion kind of way, like what would Jesus do? And it's like the messages I'm sending are like, what is going to help the person? What is going to move them forward? And it's like, is helping the person giving them lottery numbers? Is helping the person telling them when they're gonna die? No. <laughs> so that information is not even gonna become accessible mm. to me because it's that's a really it's, good point. It's not it's not in the fate of the universe of how yeah, like how things are supposed to go. So yeah. In my tarot reading I did to get a something? warning. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just wanna say like on that, like in her reading I got a warning of deep water. So Hmm. I don't know what Odd. that means. But I told you yeah, that, didn't I, I, mean, I think so. I don't remember. Huh. That's interesting. Because like, I think that, you know, warnings can come up. Like, for example, the warning with Kaylin's tire came up. But <laughs> that's, still, that's still with love, right? Because it's like yeah. protection. So it's mm-hmm. like sometimes, yeah, things might come up. Like, I had something come up. I pretty much, I'm an open book. I will say everything I'm getting unless there's something that comes up that I know might re-traumatize somebody or that just doesn't, in, like, I just know intuitively what I shouldn't say. So, like, I had something come up with a client the other day that, you know, I just knew that it might have been, like, a really tough story for her. So, like, I was just not going to even go there. And then she actually mentioned it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I knew that already. And so unless a client mentions it, I just know what to say and what not to say, but almost 99% of the time, I'm going to tell you everything. Uh, war- yeah, warnings might come up, but if it's with love, like maybe there's a situation down the line where you're going to be in deep water and just make sure you wear a life jacket. You know what I mean? Be more conscious of that. So. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stressed. Yeah. No. Yeah. I wouldn't be stressed though. I think, uh, it could have also been a past life kind of thing coming through. Sometimes that does come through. Sometimes even for psychics, like it's confusing the information because we're not living that reality. Like I'm not living either of your lives. So like, I don't know what half of this stuff even means. Um, and even in that, I think it's important too. like, even things that come forward that might not make sense right now in like 10 years might be like, Oh, I had this reading one time. They were talking about like carrot juice. Why are they talking about carrot juice? And then like, Maybe you buy a juicer and you like love making carriages for people in ten years. So like, you know what I mean? It's random, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you start you start a carrot juice empire. You're like the number one carrot juice, juice seller in the world. Carrot juice actually did come forward for both of you guys. I don't even know who it was for, but I think yeah, carrot juice did come forward. Or pumpkin spice latte or something. Did somebody have pumpkin spice latte or something? No, I don't drink pumpkin spice lattes. I drink salted caramel hot chocolates, which I didn't realize yeah. were a Christmas drink. drink. An oh, orange drink? Orange, an orange drink recently. I don't know. Anyway, My roommate drinks nasty. pumpkin spice latte. 
So Who did? I don't know. I've been close. My roommate. Your roommate. I Your eat a roommate. lot of carrots. Okay. <laughs> carrots. Drink. Like something about orange and carrots and carrots specifically came forward. I don't know why. <gasps> oh, I gotta freaking get my carrots out of my garden. We haven't plucked them yet. Harvested I'm them yet. About carrots, so I don't know. I'm we have a lot of right carrots there. actually in our <laughs> garden. Um <laughs> Question five, we definitely kind of already talked about. It was about, have you always wanted to be a professional psychic? And you kind of just fell into it. And it just kind of became your new career. Yeah. So we definitely talked about that. Mm. And then yeah. um, number six, I don't know, Carly, do you think that we've kind of talked about this? Yeah, I think I think so. It was just about, do you was practice? Was that the one about the courses? Yeah, which mm -hmm. we've already kind of touched on. So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you can, you can definitely like take, courses like either with me and my intuitive courses or like uh mm -hmm. you know you can go and study like the institute i did my courses through has a mystics course that specifically helps uh i think you have to do the intuitive focus therapy first but anyways can actually help you in your readings and stuff like that i don't know if i'm gonna take it yet because i feel like i'm pretty attuned but uh there are like you can actually take courses to become a psychic if like that's what you want to do but i wow i i think that everybody has intuition and we can all tap into it i do however think that there are people that are just supposed to be doing what i'm doing i don't think everybody's supposed to just be a psychic. yeah <laughs> so i think that it just kind of fell with time and experiences and i had to go through all of these various cycles leading up to now so yeah good point um okay do you have any other family members who are psychic not like outwardly that like say they're psychic or anything like that um mm -hmm. but i talk about okay this is really interesting so i talk in my youtube video about how i had a near-death experience where i was in a car accident and how it was like a miraculous like saving of me like it made no sense how my car just like based on the highway hit black ice I did a like my car slammed to the side and just stopped and I was facing a transport truck head on like almost died and I everything went really slow I had light all around me I remember seeing a green light and then I remember having that voice my own thoughts voice whatever be like you're safe this was meant to happen like very clearly and so like that was a very profound near-death experience that like really started my awakening this the reason I'm talking about this right now is my grandpa also had a near-death experience with a car accident in which his car flipped, he had like a, a seizure or something when he was driving and his car flipped and he saw light and he had a near death experience. He claims that he was brought back to life. I actually don't know what happened there. Anyways, he's fine now, like he's totally thriving, but he actually like growing up, he was a business owner, he sold his business and then he became a mentor and did retreats at his house. A lot of the things that I wanna do in the future. So like, he's also so an cool. author yeah he has his phd in counseling and we've had like odd similar experiences um so i don't think he would outwardly say he's psychic by any means but he's very like he's a christian counselor he has his phd in christian counseling and he talks a lot about light and how he had these like crazy cool experiences and you know he's gonna label himself as christian and label it as a very religious practice but I think that he's can, like picking up on things and I think he can resonate with being intuitive. So yeah, but nobody's like, okay, yeah, that's freaking cool. So, but, Your grandfather's yeah, definitely a psychic. Cool. Yeah, I think he definitely is. But I also think that like, so like I haven't actually like announced it that 
like outwardly to my family. I like just told my aunt who's like super Catholic and she was like, I watched this show where this guy sees dead people and he's Catholic. So like, that's fine. My family's really Catholic. So that's a big reason why I made this YouTube video to like fully announce it. And I'm like kind of scared shitless, but it's like that there's a reason it was planted in me and the reason that I'm, you know, here doing this today. So. Hey, everything's yeah. meant to happen for a reason. It's meant to happen. Yeah. You're supposed to come out spiritually to your family. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, um, obviously, I don't know if this is like a fair comparison to make, but like in the LGBTQ plus community where they're like coming out of the closet as their true selves. Like I, I feel like that. Like, I feel like I'm like, Oh God, I got to admit who I really am and like what I'm about and what I believe in. And it's, it's really hard. And the other thing too, that like my course instructor pointed out the other day was like, the like this has always been around this practice of what i'm doing has always been around it's been labeled as different things witchcraft uh psychic whatever throughout time but like generationally people were killed for doing what i'm doing right now mm -hmm. which is you know whatever so it's like i carry that generational shame within me and like we're starting to open our eyes up to uh generational trauma and how that affects everything and the reason why i'm not so outwardly open about it is very much so generational shame so very cool very interesting that is so cool okay um the next question is have you ever had a super scary slash emotional reading specifically for yourself for my own self yeah like doing on myself um i've had like a lot of emotional encounters with like my spirit guides oh i thought that question was about another client that's the one i asked, had asked about um i didn't I think I, it can be about a client i just don't know what you want to disclose oh, okay no i'll talk about i'll talk about myself she didn't answer me anyway so i'm not gonna like i don't want to like be outwardly talking about other people's biz business but um what what was i gonna say yeah, I've had like intense emotional encounters where, you know, things have come up. Like I, the, one of my biggest lessons lately was about worthiness and I kept trying to manifest somebody back into my life that was not going to come back no matter how hard I tried. And I was very good at manifesting. Like I'm very, like I can just be like, do, 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 this is what I, this is what I deserve. Let it go. And then it almost always goes back. And I don't manifest like $10 million or anything like that, but I'm pretty good with like knowing what's aligned to me, what I should be manifesting. It always comes back. So I was like waiting around for this, this guy to message me and it just wasn't happening. So I had this like really intense encounter where like all of a sudden my psychicness was opening up even more. And it was oh, like yeah. my spirit, my spirit guides literally came to me during a meditation where they were like, this was one of your biggest life lessons on worthiness. Like, why are you manifesting? somebody back into your life that is not even supposed to be coming back in your destiny path. And like, like where, like, where is the worthiness here? And like they, when I had finally realized that and finally fully released this person from even wanting, like wanting them to come back was when like, they were just around me. Like, this is your biggest life lesson. Everything moving forward in your manifestations should match your worthiness. If it doesn't match your worthiness, then don't don't even manifest it and that was very emotional for me because i was like why am i accepting less as just like the the reality so that was pretty emotional for me i've also just had like my nanny come through a lot which i didn't really know her as much growing up but 
she's very, very strong presence in my family. And like, I've just felt her. I've had like uh, one of my meditations in Costa Rica was very intense and just, I could just feel her all around me and I could feel her hand on me very strongly. And that I was just crying because I could feel her love and I could just feel like she was an alcoholic and I had a lot of alcoholism in my family. And like, I would say I'm the big change in the family towards that. And she died from lung cancer from smoking and this and that. And she came through just being like, you don't even realize how much you are healing our family. And like to feel that really strong presence, uh, it was very powerful and very awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Almost, That'd be an emotional rush. Yeah. Almost all of my clients, not everybody, but almost all of my clients have cried a little bit during this. Actually, every single client I've had. I don't know, Kaylin. Yeah. I think you did a little bit. Oh, no. Bit. I cried. I cried. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much all of my 100% clients. 100% I did. Because like, I think they feel it too. Like they can feel the energy and, uh, just like I don't even know if this is a question but obviously like I this is just a question that popped into my head right now and I know you kind of mentioned you made a little bubble for yourself a protection barrier how do you not get overwhelmed mm -hmm. with feeling somebody else's emotions during it like during a reading like how do you not like you oh, okay because I was gonna say you're an empath too so it's like how do you not get really overwhelmed when you have like you're telling yeah. somebody about this trauma and they're trying to work through it and they're sobbing. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I don't usually like things don't usually come up that are like super traumatic. Uh, you know, sometimes certain like things come up, but yeah, I definitely feel a lot. And sometimes like, like there's a protective barrier over top of me that I can open and close kind of at any point. Sometimes it just, it just naturally is doing it for me for the most part now. Um, but actually, with asking that, one of the biggest things I was struggling with lately is having client appointments and feeling their physical pain, which sounds fucking mad. But I know for a fact that it's not my own pain because, like, I had a girl that has really bad TMJ, and I came out of the session with really bad TMJ, and I haven't had TMJ in, like, forever. Like, I think I did, like, a few years ago. But I literally couldn't eat for like a week. It was so bad. So like I was talking to my instructor about that. Like my sense of feeling is so strong to the point that I'm feeling clients' pain. So it's like, yeah, there. I have to just be a little bit more intentional if certain things are coming up about me closing that. And also when uh, a releasing after every single client appointment is absolutely necessary for me. Like even after today, us chatting, like. I need to meditate before the appointment. I need to meditate after. I also, I get rid of all of this wax. Like I don't keep it with me because it's like the energy is, then I'm taking it on. Like I need to completely give it back to the earth. Like I don't uh, keep it or anything. And then usually I'm good. I feel can go on with my, my merry life. That's such an interesting way to detoxify. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I mean, when I did my session with you, you were like, do you have a lot of neck pain? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, yeah, I can feel it. And I'm like, oh, this shit, can you yeah. feel my neck pain? Like, so yeah, cool. I also had, like, uh, I, I noticed before I had the barrier on, like, I was on a run, and I run all the time, and my left knee was killing me. And I don't really have knee issues. Like, my knees are 
pretty darn good for a 25 year old. But I was running and my left knee was killing me. And it's almost like my, my intuition actually, like one of my thoughts was this is not your pain. And so when I went to the session with a girl later, I was like, do you have problems with your left knee? And she's like, yeah, that's the only part of my body I have problems with. And I was like, I fucking knew it. I was like, I knew it. Like, this is not, this is not my pain. And so it's a, it's a blessing in a sense, because it's like, I can pick up what's going on. But in my end, I'm like, fuck man. Like, You're literally a doctor. I think I, yeah. I was like, I think I'm getting better at like just releasing it. And uh, there's people out there, psychics and mediums that their entire focus is like medical so they can pick up like exactly what's going on medically. It's like freaking maybe one day, but right now I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> a lot. Wow, that's really cool. That is mm. so cool. Uh, the next question we had was, do you know your own future? You definitely tapped on to that already. We talked yeah. about like you can see into your future a little bit and you can see your like your future partner and your kids and stuff. Um, yeah. The question so you're only shown what you're supposed to see. Yeah, you're only seeing yeah. what you're supposed to. Yeah, and then the question after that was like, what's a question you refuse to answer? But you've said that, you already talked about that, that the spirit guides are only going to give the people what they need yeah. to hear. Give the people what they want, what they need. So <laughs> what's, your most, <laughs> what's your most common asked question? Uh, I would say it's all kind of involving around love, relationships, career, money, uh, how to move forward. A lot of, this is interesting too. This is where my other side of hypnotherapy is really going to come in. A lot of people will be like, well, I have this going on, um, but I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, why am I doing this behavior? Like, why am I so closed off to love? Or like, why am I doing this? A part of me wants to quit smoking. So that's where hypnotherapy comes in because it's very interesting that, you know, all of these different lenses live within our subconscious based on our experiences. So, uh, if you had something happen to you as a kid, even an adult, teen, whatever, even last week, that is affecting, like, your your subconscious holds onto it, it creates a behavior um, in order to protect you. And often that behavior doesn't serve us. Uh, not a, Like, of course, there's behaviors we do that are positive based on our experience. Um, but that's where it's really cool that you can go into the subconscious, take that behavior, that part of you, and ask it to go do something else. That's <laughs> like, we literally will tell our uh, the child version of us like I had to do this to myself the other day I had to go tell my nine-year-old self to go dance instead of helping me with my procrastination and so it's like very interesting that we can like actually release things and that that's the route of doing it rather than me just having a psychic appointment with somebody and like because I could say to them like yeah I think this is why you're doing something wrong but then to go into their own subconscious and <clears throat> actually pull it out and then release it is what's actually going to progress into change in their day-to-day life. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that answered the question, but, uh, yeah, I think so. Mm. Okay. You only have two left. Uh, so one is how do you deal with critics and what do you think of the long Island medium and the Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium? We want to know your thoughts on the celebrity psychics. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so what was the first one? How do you deal with critics? How do you deal with critics? Okay, so with critics, it's like, uh, like I said earlier, a big part of my focus is, like, what would love do? And love yeah. doesn't push. Love doesn't doesn't force people. Love allows. Love is very much so in the feminine energy, which just allows people to show up as they are. 
Uh, so, you know, if you're receptive to this kind of work and you want to book a reading, that's great. Um, I love that. But I have a really strong philosophy, like even in my teaching, that's like, um, take what resonates, leave the rest. If you can take something from this podcast today or just from, you know, uh, my Instagram, whatever, like if you could take something from it and it speaks to you and your intuition, you'll know. And if it doesn't, then it's not for you and that's okay. Like it doesn't matter to me uh, at all, really. And so to, the biggest thing has been releasing shame and fear on this work on my side of things. Um, but the more I allow myself to show up as I am, the right clients come to me. Like it's not very often you have skeptics like coming to you and wanting to pay for an appointment. <laughs> and if they, yeah, good think, point. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, sure. There's going to be skeptics that I'm going to deal with throughout my life for sure. But it's like, I'm very open-minded. I have two degrees. I am interested in psychology and science and also spirituality and psychics. And, you know, so that's where, oh, this really helped me. This, this thing, actually a psychic told me this one time. Um, if you look at the sky and it's blue and you're like, yeah, I see the sky, it's blue, cool. And you know that your intuition feels it and you know that as truth, okay? Then you have somebody come in and their whole fucking philosophy is that the sky is red and that's what they see and that's what they feel. And if they come into you and they're like, no, the sky is red and they're trying to like create this conflict, this conflict, like just allowing them to show up instead of trying to convince them that it's blue is going to save you a whole lot of peace and that doesn't mean to not have opinions in your life but sometimes just being like oh yeah that's cool like and that's just how i act it's like oh like you have an opinion like that's great if they want to know more about what i do and my services and who i am yeah sure i'll talk about it but if it comes to a conflicty kind of place it's like I'm just gonna go let you believe the sky's red and I'm gonna hold on to my belief that it's blue and hopefully we can just coexist in this world, so, yeah. That's a good take on it. Mm -hmm. And the last thing was about what are your thoughts oh, on yeah. celebrity mediums? <laughs> oh, funny. Um, in my humble opinion, it's not super ethical to just like approach people unless you're absolutely like it's very much so intuitively planted in you. And I think a lot of these like shows like aren't very ethical because I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like in like the meant to happen thing to just approach people in public and be like, your grandmother is like following it. Like, I just don't think it's right to be honest. Mm. Um, like they're obviously creating a show and entertainment and mm -hmm. um, I'm not doubting their abilities or whether or not it's real or anything like that. I don't, I've only ever watched Long Island Medium. I haven't watched the other one. Uh, oh, Tyler Henry. He's like, uh, he's the one that's in Hollywood. So like all the celebrities mm. go to him. He's like really, mm -hmm. he had a, she had a show on the Maybe E network. I see him actually. Yeah. yeah. He was a little clip. shy, little blonde, tall, skinny yeah, boy. Yeah. He's weird. He's like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong about being set. He's just a, he's like a weird demeanor. And I'm just like, I don't vibe. I think that I have seen him. Um, I think I've seen like clips and stuff like that. This is, we're in a very interesting age where, you know, tarot is really popular or it's becoming very popular and everybody's buying tarot cards. And like, I like do it. Like I'm not, you'll hear a lot of like skeptics about like what to do, what not to do. Don't buy your own tarot deck. Don't do this. Don't do that. Do what feels right with you. 
you know, like trust mm-hmm. your intuition. Your intuition knows what's best. And if you feel like buying a tarot deck, then do it. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, I, yeah, I just think, uh, yeah, you don't need to be fearful of this work. Uh, it's all love and connected to love and light. And uh, yeah, I'm not judging those shows by any means. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll have my own show. That'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah thanks guys thanks um yeah i don't know if there's anything like did you want me to like is there any other specific questions about that like did that answer no i think that's no, fair that's it was fair. i just i like the way you're pointing it out though that it's like i kind of agree with you first off it could be incredibly staged none of us know that i do know like some people that have gone mm. to like Teresa's shows in uh like uh rama which is a casino in aurelia it's a big casino mm-hmm. that hosts like events and people have gone to her shows, but like you're going to a show with 500 other people. She's not going to pick you out. Like, I don't understand unless you have like yeah. an army of dead people pestering her. Like, I don't know how you're going to get noticed. So, you know, what's interesting as you were talking about that is like, so this is the first time that I've had called on two people at once and also your show so like three different things and Mm. and it was actually kind of blocked at first because it was like I needed to be more specific because it was like they were like throwing random shit at me and I was like ah what and Mm -hmm. it was just like all these things so it's like I'm still working through my own intuition and like how I'm going to go about this and I see a lot of psychics will do these like big shows and stuff I don't know if that's part of my path. Like, I, I don't, I mean, like I'm taking it day by day, but um, for me, I have to intentionally sit down and meditate to get information and I will get intuitive hits like as I'm talking to someone. Um, but when I've gone and saw psychics, they're just immediately into the tarot and then they'll, things will come to them as they're doing the tarot. Like my process is a little bit different, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. Like maybe one day I could be on a show and like have like a bunch of people and like just information would come. Yeah. But right now, I don't know that that's... I saw yeah. I saw a psychic slash medium, and she kind of explained her method to me. And the way that she explained it to me was that she's, like, sitting in a restaurant. And so the way that mm-hmm. she, like, explained it to me is that she has to, like, she's on a trampoline. And she goes up on the trampoline, gets information, comes back down. Goes back yeah, up, gets information, comes back down. And she's saying to me that she's, like, in a booth with me. Like, we were doing the session. And people's heads would pop people in. Down. Yeah. And it's, like, people would, like, yeah, people like it's hey. Yeah, it's Hey. Yeah. Hey. Like all these people coming in from different directions. Yeah. So I it think makes it depends sense. on it is, the method. It is above. It is above because like your third eye is access to knowing more, but your the crown there's actually three chakras above our heads. People don't know that. There's three additional chakras and the more you go up, it's like more into the realm of intuition. And I feel like I'm still working on going up because you know, I still have to be down and be on earth and like be a functional adult. Um, but yeah, that makes sense because I feel like you have to go up and some people are better at being up and also being present. I don't know that I'm fully comfortable with that yet, but things still come down just naturally, like as I'm sitting here intuitively. So that's so cool. Yeah. But those are the questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just want to say one other thing. So like some people, like everybody has their own way of which they receive information, whether it's like clear audience, clear, there's all these different words to describe, like whether it's like visual auditory, some people have more than others. Like, yeah. So I just wanted to, maybe some people do that, but mine's more so like through thoughts. Yeah. Mine's through thoughts and visions and colors and stuff like that. 
people showing up in the middle of the night speaking words to you. I get it. Yeah, yeah, as you do. (laughs) Um, That's all the questions, though. So thank you guys so much for listening up until this point. Uh, We are going to break this up into two parts because this is getting pretty long. Um, So if you want to hear what Alana has to say about our readings, then join us next week. And yeah, talk to you next week then.